0: What's up everybody, UFC 263 has just concluded about 10 minutes ago and I am already in the studio bringing you guys a recap as promised, um, fantastic show, I'm just going to go ahead and say that, uh, very exciting, uh, lived up to the expectations and exceeded them in my opinion um, and this is going to be a fun recap, um, very excited to, to, to go over these fights and hopefully I'll do a great job, you guys give me great comments and, and like the, the, the posts and the video and uh, share with your friends, so let's get started. All right, so the first match on the main card was Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill, light heavyweight. Um, I didn't really know what to expect in this fight, to be honest. Um, Jamal's got a lot of hype behind him. Paul Craig's obviously had some big fights, uh, shown a lot of experience, so I was just gonna watch it and and, and just report what I see. Um, The fight starts, a little hesitation, uh, but it seems like Paul Craig really wants to get the fight to the ground. I usually don't like seeing that. Um, I don't like seeing guys pulling guard, flopping to their backs. Um, So I'm I'm thinking I'm not so impressed with Paul Craig at this stage. Um, You know, I'm a fighter to fight, to get in there and brawl. And you know, obviously if you get in a, a real fight, like in pride rules, or you get in a fight on the street or something, you're not gonna f- fall to your back. And, and that, so, you know, to me, a UFC fights a fight. It's not a BJJ match. It's not a grappling tournament, but I will say there was definitely reason uh, to Paul Craig wanting to go to the ground because he was very, very busy once he got there. Uh, transitions were great. Uh, he went straight for the arm put uh, Jamal Hill in an arm bar, and absolutely broke his arm. Um, Vicious. I mean, he's broke it. You can just see it snap. And, uh, you know, hats off to Jamal Hill. He didn't tap. He didn't quit. He kept fighting out of it. His arm was just flopping all over the place. Um, And then it was eventually stopped. I want to say that I don't agree with the stoppage in in regards to it was late. Um, I think, you know, I I understand that, like, there's different angles of – you know, seeing what's going on and seeing the action. But when a guy gets put into an arm bar, as a referee, your job is to look at that arm. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing else to look at. So if you don't have a clear side of that arm, you should move and get a clear side of that arm because that arm breaking is what you're looking for. Um, Or you're looking for a tap. Either way, you got to be looking at that arm. And he clearly didn't see the break, which was very visible on the replay. So he didn't put himself in position to see it. Um, or he didn't recognize that that was what an arm break looks like. And I, and I know it was later just, uh, announced that the arm didn't break. It, it, I mean, it's broke. It it didn't break because it was in the, it was in the joint, but I mean, everything that's holding uh, the, you know, the bones together is torn and and ripped apart. So I'm going to just call it a break, Even, even though maybe a bone didn't break, everything else was gone, uh, in that elbow. So, Um, And and I want to say something else too. I don't kind of agree with is 90 year old referees. I I don't understand this. I don't understand. There's so many valid, young, strong, physical uh, referees that can get in there and do the job. um, You know, that's got quick reflexes, fast motor skills. They're strong in case something goes on. I mean, what happens if these light heavyweights, you know, the bell rings and they're, they're, heated up and they, they don't stop fighting and and they start continuing fighting after the bell and he's got to get in there and break it up this man can't break up anything i mean i don't understand how a guy can get a ref license at 90 years old or 80 or however old this guy is the guy there's no way this guy could have done anything um physical to control this fight and i think that as a ref you need to have the ability to pull guys apart you know big john that's one thing about big john when he was a ref he was big enough that no matter what happened, he had the strength and the size to pull those guys apart if if things got out of control or stop a fight by pulling people apart if an arm breaks or if something happens. Um, So, you know, I've seen in the past UFC, um, they've had... I don't know what her name was but there was a female referee that was very small just a tiny female referee and she's reffing like heavyweight men fights you know where it's like 240 pound guys 250 pound guys she can't do anything i don't understand this i never will if if you if you guys think i'm wrong leave a comment below and tell me how i'm wrong um i fought 15 times in the ufc i've been watching the ufc for you know 20 years and and i've been in martial arts since i was you know a kid over 30 years so in in my experience, in my opinion, I think a referee should be qualified in every regard, mentally, educationally, and physically. And I think they should be able to uh, identify if an arm breaks. I think they should be able to break a fight up no matter what size the opponents are, or at least give a good enough effort to get in there and and cause some kind of separation. Um, And I, I don't like seeing, you know, when there's just so many people that can be refs, um out there I, I don't like seeing a guy that old and it's nothing against the guy you know hats off uh to him for trying to go in there and 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 do his thing but i i don't agree with it and i think it puts the fighters in danger um and i think it did tonight i, I think uh i don't think nothing good happened after that arm popped i mean it didn't break but whatever you want to call it after, the, after after the arm went limp and it was flopping all over the place nothing went good from the time that happened until the time the fight was called and that ref could have stopped that fight earlier and not not had that happen. So, uh, you know, all those flops was just tearing more tendons and ligaments and and causing more damage that he's going to have to sit out and, and wait on to recover. So, yeah, I, I guess the, the majority of my 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 recap on that is just the ref's lack of. Uh, uh, qualifications in my opinion but hats off to Paul Craig fantastic fight you know it's a great it's a great example of where it starts out in in a way where I'm not that big of a fan of his style not, not a fan of how he's fighting and then he turns it around on me because he just does so damn well and gets the job done and and couldn't have won in a more dominant fashion so hats off to Paul Craig can't wait to see who he's got next he, he the sky's the limit uh, I think he's going to be going up and uh, facing tougher competition now. All right, so the next fight is Damian Maya versus Bilal Muhammad. Hats off to Damian Maya. I mean, the guy's got more wins in the UFC than anyone except Cowboy Cerrone. And if he had a won tonight, he would have tied Cowboy Cerrone. So I think it's like 33 or something, like cra- crazy number of <laughs> wins in the UFC. Hats off to him, but he's off his game. You know, he's not the Damian Maya of past. Um, Bilal Muhammad fought a great fight. He was composed. He was sharp. Um you know, I, I did give the first round. Personally, I gave the first round to Damian Maya. Um, he did get the takedown. Um, he had the pressure. He was aggressive. Um, and then he just faded out. Um, you know, he he got the takedown and then just got stuck on the single leg. And then for the, for the last two rounds, it was just, it was just a, I mean, the whole fight was basically him going for singles, missing the singles, and just getting struck out by uh, Bilal. And, yeah, so I, I mean, there's not much to really talk about. It, it wasn't really that exciting of a fight. Um, I think Damian Maya, it's probably time to hang it up. He's not the fighter that he used to be. I, I know Bilal's a great fighter, and, and I get that you know he's not some chump or anything like that. That you know it, it means Damian Maya's not good, but the way Damian Maya fought is what I'm not a fan of, and and I think that's not the Damian Maya of the past. Um, you know, for whatever reason, Damian Maya with his level of expertise in jiu-jitsu, I mean, to get to the level that, that he is in BJJ and the tournaments that he's won and the competitions he's won and the fights that he's won, he's had to, at some point, been on point mentally where he mixes it up and transitions faster and better and, and changes things up faster and better. You can't just be one-sided and have the accolades that he has. So the fact that he went out there and just wouldn't change it up and, and just kept sticking to the same thing that wasn't working the entire time, tells you that it's not just a physical thing, which he did get tired, he did get more tired as the fight went on, um, but it's a mental thing too. He, he doesn't have the ability to think in a, in a strategic uh, way like he used to. And so I, I just think that you know, it might be time for him to, to hang it up, in my opinion. But I'm a huge fan of Damian Maya. Always have been a huge fan of Damian Maya. So it's no knock on him, man. We all get old, you know. Like we all we all get old, and you know, I feel I'm in the best shape of my life. You you know, you you follow me on social media or something. You see, I'm training every day, and I, and I feel great. But if I got in there and fought, it wouldn't be the same, you know. My my mind's not going to make as quick reactions and decisions. My body's not going to be as physical conditioning wise. And uh, yeah, so. I'm just going to say, yeah, hats off to Bilal for for keeping composure, having a great fight, using great technique, defending the takedowns really well. And Damian Maib just didn't impress me. And I think it might be time for him to hang it up. All right, fellas, you want to help support the podcast? I know you do. All this content, all these interviews with these fantastic guests that we're putting out for you, well, now you can. And you can save 20% off and get free shipping by getting the best below-the-waist men's grooming products on the market. I'm talking about Manscaped. All you gotta do is go to manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, enter code checkout, 20% off, and free shipping. Quick is my nickname, it is not how you use the product. Uh, Don't be silly, fellas, come on. Uh, But Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels, and now they have the new Lawnmower 4.0, which is next level, the best trimmer on the market ever made. What makes it different? It has skin safe replacement ceramic blades, controllable LED lights, wireless charging dock, and a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, and it's even waterproof. They also have a full line of hygiene and grooming products like the Shears 2.0 Luxury Nail Kit, Crop Mops, Preserver, Reviver, and a lot more. Manscaped has everything you need to appeal to your lady friend, but don't thank me. Thank yourself by going to manscaped.com, entering code QUICK, get 20% off, get free shipping. It's a win-win for you, it's a win-win for us, and you're supporting the podcast. All right, so the next fight is Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards, and this is one I was very much looking forward to. Um, it's easy to count Nate out, you know. First of all, we all love Nate. Nate is uh, just an OG of the sport. You can't not love. I mean, look at the look at the stadium when it, the, Nate just walks in and the place goes crazy. Everything he does, um, you know, he, he's just an icon of the sport. So, you know, you can't not kind of root for for Nate, especially against a guy like. Uh, Leon Edwards who you know he's great he's technical he's one of the best in the division he's proved that over and over again but he hasn't done the things that Nate has to, to win over the love of the masses yet and so it's not nothing against his technical side it's not nothing against his fight, fighting accolades it's just the fact that he's fighting a, a guy that is just going to be a, a popular fighter no matter what no matter what happens and you know the fight was was about what I assumed it would be in those first few rounds um, you know Nate was uh, playing games and you know Leon did a great job of of taking the center um, the first I think three rounds uh, he got a takedown every time. I think the fourth round he got two takedowns but he he did a very good job of taking the center um, being very composed you know Nate was tricking him up Nate was actually doing a fantastic job of of doing his antics usually when when fighters do antics and turn their back and do crazy things it's not a good sign. It's, it's a sign of them being frustrated or trying to, you know, show off, you know, just to get the attention away from them getting beat or getting uh, outstruck or losing the fight. With Nate, he does a great job of using those things to try to get people off their game. And I think when you're fighting a very superior athlete, maybe not like crazy superior from Nate, but, but definitely superior uh, in his technique and his speed, uh, his power, Um, you have to do things to get him off his game. You don't want to fight that guy head-to-head, point-for-point, and and try to beat him. you got to try to do things. And I think Nate did a fantastic job of trying to do everything he could to mix it up. Um, But unfortunately, he was just getting the rough end of it the entire time, Uh, the the first uh, four rounds especially. Um, You know, he got a takedown. He lost a takedown every round. Uh, I think the fourth round he lost two um he was taking big shots the kicks were were adding up you know leon was doing a great job of throwing kicks nate was doing some stuff too and and nate was landing nate Nate was finding some homes uh some homes nate was finding a home for some of his punches and some of his strikes too so i mean hats off to him for that but you can just see the difference in speed and 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 technique when you look at someone like leon versus someone like nate um and then we get into round four i think leon started out pretty strong and took the center again In my opinion, it's going to be another round just like the rest. It's going to be a clean sweep for for Leon Edwards. And and boom, like crazy excitement happens. Uh, Nate lands just a solid punch right on top of uh, Leon's jaw, rocks him, stumbles him. It looks like he was almost out on the feet. Then Nate made the biggest mistake in history. Nate went back to playing games. He pointed at him, which killed about 10, 15 seconds. Uh, Then he stalked him down. Uh, without punching but just kind of stalking him waiting for that big punch for another like 15 or 20 seconds and he had then about like 30 45 seconds to finish the fight i think he could have finished the fight and became just even more of a legend um he didn't he didn't finish the fight um and leon won but and of course the crowd went crazy and this is just another example of nate diaz uh you know when he comes up short and loses a fight he becomes a bigger star he just he can't not become a bigger star every fight I mean he looked like a zombie in the fourth round just covered in blood like didn't phase him at all blood all over the place I mean just a complete zombie fighting Leon Edwards and then he comes through and almost knocks him out um I was just you know that side of me that's an ADS fan really wanted to see him got have that killer instinct and go in there and then just go for it just just continue to punch just as fast as hard as he could uh Leon was clearly very very hurt and it would have been very unlikely Leon probably would have landed a knockout punch back on Nate I mean he'd already taken so many hard punches um and then he could have just flurried really hard uh and he probably would have landed a couple more and put Leon out and won the fight I think he'll look back at the video and be upset that he didn't do that but that being said it was still crazy exciting it was awesome to see, you know, we everybody's a standing up. We're all standing up out of our couch or off our couch and, and wherever you're sitting and, and just, you know, expecting that he's going to get the fight finished and it's going to be, like, down to the last, like, 30 seconds, 20 seconds, 10 seconds, 5 seconds. Um, but it didn't happen. But, again, Nate, you know, it, it, his legend grew. His fans you know I mean he gets off the stool in between the round and the place goes crazy he gets a standing ovation I mean the guy is he he's 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 just got star power he's got the it factor um and I will say hats off to, to Leon he fought a great fight up until the end he fought a fantastic fight he showed how technical and how good he really is because Nate is good you know people want to say Nate's old and Nate's had a bunch of losses and and Nate's you know not a formidable opponent but let me tell you he really is Nate's had tough fights and he's beat great fighters i mean he's beat conor mcgregor he's beat a lot of guys he i could go on for days i mean he's a great fighter so it was still a very good test for leon and leon passed with flying colors by the composure by not letting these these unbearables like the the antics and the games get to him and get him off his game um he was very sharp he was very fast i was very 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 impressed the big question is going to be uh because he did get almost knocked out by nate diaz at the end of that fight and looked really bad and the fight was almost ended and i think anyone can argue that that fight could have been over for leon edwards i mean it literally could have been over if nate had had a different strategy once that first punch landed and went for broke and just did nothing but just punch I, we call it punches and punches but just flurried until until uh, leon went down i think it would have been over so Where he goes from here is the question. He's a great fighter. He's got great skills. He's very technical. He showed great composure, like I just said. Um, But what's going to happen now when he's trying to get a title shot, considering he just almost got knocked out by Nate Diaz? Um, You know, you get a guy like Colby, maybe Usman as well. Um they're not going to let that slide. You know, they're not going to sit there and, and say, "Oh, he's a good opponent. I'll fight him." They're going to say, "Dude, you just almost got knocked out by Nate Diaz. You need to go fight some more people." So, I think he set himself back in that last round, which is unfortunate because he had a great fight until then and he just got caught. Many times you get caught like that and it's over. You lose. Right? I mean, that, that punch alone would have been over. And he wouldn't have had a chance and, and and he would have taken a big L against a guy who's unranked. So, I mean, he didn't do as bad as uh what could have happened i mean he ended up winning the fight either way but it definitely hurt him i think and and i'll be interested to see what's going to happen from here and and where he goes and and how they uh how they assess that last round and 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 where he's going to be and i'd like to see how he how he's going to take it as well um but anyway great fight by leon edwards uh he won the fight fair and square uh he won every round except the last round and hats off to Nate Diaz for just being a tough bad motherfucker who just never disappoints. There's only one Nate Diaz in the world. He's one of a kind and he is just fucking awesome. I'll always watch Nate Diaz fight no matter who he's fighting. So I was just very impressed with the fight, very happy. And it was just one more absolutely amazing, exciting fight for the card. All right, the next fight is Figueredo versus Moreno. And I will have to say this fight I don't know where I stood in this fight because Moreno's confidence was so high going into it. So I had to, I had to think there might be something up his sleeve and uh, he might be ready. And, and uh, he definitely showed he was. Um, Figueredo uh, just just couldn't do it. And, and Moreno looked absolutely amazing. Not only did he beat Figueredo, but he absolutely dominated him. Um, you know, he put him down in the first round with a jab. Um, he got a, he got a takedown in the second round, rode his back, um, dominated him there. Uh, and then in the third round, again, he got a takedown, uh, took his back, got the choke and finished it. I mean, it, it was, it was, it was as dominant of a performance as you can get. Um, and that was another exciting fight because who could have expected Miranda to win in such a dominant fashion when they had that first fight that was, that was so close, so hard fought and you know you you got the champ saying he didn't have a good fight camp and things weren't you know good and then moreno you know the same you know he was saying he was ready and 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 all all these things kind of all these variables came into that first fight that got you kind of questioning everything so it was set up to look like Figueroa was going to just win this fight quite easily and dominate moreno or maybe it would be a tough fight but Figueroa would still win that was not the case. And the cool thing about this fight is it was one of those feel good fights, you know? Um, I, I I didn't really have a favorite. You know, I like both guys. I didn't really have a guy that I'm just like really rooting for. I was I was just going for a good fight. Um, I felt like once Figueroa got, and if I'm messing up his name, I'm sorry, guys. I'm not like an expert at saying people's names. Figueredo, Figueroa tomato tomato i, I honestly like I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful i just I'm, I'm not great at people's names but um you know the thing is is like i think that that first jab when he got put down it affects you mentally you know especially when you're the champ you think you're going to win you know you you look at Figueroa outside the octagon since his last fight and since he's been a champion he's living the high life you know what i mean he's buying all the nice fancy stuff he's he's living good and he's already in that champ life um and you know, with the fight as close as Miranda was last time, it, it's a little early to start thinking you're the king, like like someone like Adesanya, who who's dominated so many people and and really is arguably unbeatable. You know, so um, you know that thing. I think when he got dropped by that jab that that first round, then he got taken down, got rode a little bit. I think he start, his mentality just started changing a little bit. I'm not saying he's weak. I just think it's normal human uh, mentality to, to start questioning things and start worrying about things. Panic sets in, you get a little bit tired. I've been there myself, you know, you, you, the cardio starts going a little bit, a little bit more. You start making desperate moves, desperate punches, desperate, uh, you know, things that's going to get you in trouble. And, and Moreno was just on point, absolutely just stellar. I mean, he, he was so sharp, so fast capitalized on every single opening that he had. Um, he missed the choke first, uh it didn't phase him at all he just went right back for another one got under the chin and got the got the got the choke got the win and he's the new champion and he's the first mexican-born champion and he was so happy you know i was just watching him on the embedded shows and, and he was so proud that he had a room of his house like this small little room that had like legos and toys and he collects toys and all this stuff and he was so happy that he had this room and he was fortunate enough to have made enough money and, and be a big enough star in the UFC that he could afford a place to have his own room. Because when he was growing up, he grew up in such a small house and he didn't have, uh, you know, he wasn't able to collect toys, more or less have a room to, to showcase them. And this is before tonight, you know, so... You know, it's one of those wins It's like, you know, no matter who, even if I was going for Figueroa and I was a fan of his, you can't not feel great for Moreno and see someone who's the first Mexican-born champion win a championship, You you know, good for Mexico. You guys, you guys made it now. You guys got, got a UFC belt um and there's a lot of mexican fans a huge huge number of mexican fans i know that because my teammate came velasquez um he wasn't born in mexico but but he was a, he's, he's a mexican uh, american and he had a huge fan base and, and there, there's a lot of mma fans there so i'm sure they're cheering and doing parades for him and everything else coming up um but yeah it's one of those fights he just it just feels really good to see a guy like that win he deserves it uh, he fought for it and he earned it and it's just man it's so good to see that's like a rose namajunas fight when she won her title you know you're almost in tears watching her shaking as she's getting her belt so i absolutely live for that. that's why this card is so amazing it had it had a little bit of everything you know it had a little bit of everything to make it just such a stellar card and and seeing him win that was just that it was like that emotional heart-wrenching kind of like uh you know that feel-good moment that I think we all needed uh, in the mix of all this other stuff—the violence and the the craziness of, of the rest of the card. So, yeah, hats off to Moreno. I can't wait to see where he goes from here. Um, I think he put on a great performance, and I think he put himself pretty high up there. It's going to be hard to beat him. It's going to—I I can't think of too many guys in that division that's going to that's going to give him too much of a test right now if he keeps fighting like that. So, um, yeah. That's all I got to say about that. I won't rattle on, but uh, good job, Moreno. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world All right, so the last fight of the night, the main event, Izzy versus Vittori. Um, you know, like, it, it, it's hard to go against Izzy. You know, it really is. I, I, uh, I thought Costa was going to put pressure on him kind of like uh, Vittori did and, and caused him to uh, have a different type of fight, which could have possibly caused him to lose, and he didn't. He shut Costa down completely. Um, I've had Vittori on the podcast uh, a couple times already. I really like Vittori. I like his style, and I knew he was going to go out there and do what he did, as far as being aggressive and going after Adesanya. And I think that it showed a lot. I, I think I think it showed a lot for both fighters, to be honest. Um, Adesanya is just superior. He he's a superior fighter. He's a superior grappler, and I mean I'm sorry, striker. And he's improved his grappling tremendously. I mean, if, if you look at the first fight, and you look at the, even the Jan fight, um, or Jan fight. Uh, and again i'm not good with names uh the jan fight um you know he, he didn't do as much from the bottom to get up from there and i know jan was bigger but he made a big difference tonight there, there was a there was a lot more work from the bottom to get up i mean you can tell he'd really worked on that a lot because he knew vittori was going to have the ability to probably take him down and he didn't want to stay on his back for very long because the longer you're on your back you're losing the fight you know he's on your back for two or three minutes of the fight the round's gone that easy um and you know vittori did get a couple takedowns couldn't do much with it because, like I said, Adesanya worked a lot better on the ground. Uh, very impressive that, 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 you know, I didn't expect him to, to have improved that much since the Jan fight um, and worked so hard to get up. I think uh, a big reason from what I've noticed was Vittori kept his hips kind of high and he didn't flatten himself out a little bit uh, or, or enough. And uh, I think he gave him too much space, in my opinion. Um you know, I, it, my, opinion's my opinion my opinion, same as you guys. So let me know if you disagree with me in the comments. But I just I, both two or three times that he did get the takedown, um, he got up when he gave him space, and I think he should have flattened him out a little bit more. It wouldn't have been exciting. He would have still had rabbit punches on the face, but he could have held him down a little bit better, controlling the hands. You have to have your hands to put to, to get your posture and get yourself up. Um, and I think he postured it up a little too much. Um, And then in comparison to that, you can see how uh, when uh, Adesanya did reverse him and he got on top, he postured up, but he postured way up. Okay, there's a difference. When you're in BJJ and and you're working on the the ground, you don't want to be flat on your back and you... Um, when you're on bottom and then when you are on bottom, you, you, you know, it's easy to keep someone on their back if you're flattening them out and you're putting all your weight on top of them and you're crushing them down, your hips are down, you're flattening yourself out and you're making it hard, you're controlling the arms. But when you give them space, they're going to have room to turn. They're going to have room to, to shrimp. They're going to have room to make movements that are going to eventually get themselves out of that position or at least get themselves into a better position, as we saw in the Figueroa fight when he pulled Moreno into guard uh, right after he got taken down. He, he did a great job of pulling uh, Marino into guard quite quickly and got himself in a better position because he had the space, or he made the space, actually. He didn't have the space. He made the space. Um, and then Vittori, I, I think, didn't flatten him out enough. He got up every time. Uh, and, I, and I'll say hats off to Adesanya. One thing I, that was really great about this fight was the fact that Adesanya was very, very good defensively. Like, I mean, to to have someone pressuring you as much as Vittori, which I respect Vittori just as much for pressuring him and going after it because, you know, he wasn't afraid. He didn't put him on a pedestal. He didn't, he he went straight after him. What Costa didn't do, what we hoped Costa would do, but he didn't do. And we hoped not that we wanted Costa to win, but we wanted a better fight. Um, Vittori did put the pressure on him. He did chase him down. He did, you know, go after him. Um, but Adesanya just had such su- superior striking. And from a defensive standpoint where it's harder to have good striking, you know, when you're going back, especially especially when Adesanya's back was against the cage, um, that's the hardest time to land good strikes. I mean, you got it, your back's against the cage. You can't back up. Um, you're kind of flat on a wall. Uh, it's easier to get taken down when, when your you're back's against the cage because you can't sprawl. You can't get, get out of the way. Um, and Vittori still couldn't take him down, and sometimes he wasn't even going for the takedown. But Adesanya was still landing strikes, landing really, really good strikes. Um, he was just crisp and clean and did a fantastic job. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I knew by the time the fight was over that he won every round. Um, he proved that he is the best middleweight out there, and I don't know – Honestly, after Vittoria Vittoria was kind of like the last person I thought at this, at this stage uh, right now that was going to have a chance to beat him by doing what he did initially with the takedowns, but just holding him down and possibly holding him down long enough to win each of those rounds. Um, and he couldn't do that. And, you know, it, it took a, a, a light heavyweight, a 205, who John, I mean, Jesus, the guy was probably like 220, 225 when they fought. That's what it took to hold someone like Adesanya down. And there's just no one with that strength and that size in the middleweight division. Um, I think Adesanya called out Whitaker at the end. Um, I, I don't see that fight going much different, to be honest. Um, Adesanya's level of striking and his fight IQ is just on a different different level. Um, and, you know, it, it's something that he couldn't use against Jan because getting taken down by Jan could be the end of each round. So he had to be a lot more careful and cautious in that fight. And it was a huge risk for him to take that fight. But when he's fighting guys his own size or a little bit bigger, like Vittori, I think was, um, I, I don't see how they're gonna they're gonna stop him with, with those strikes, with his feints. You know? and, and like we, we saw in the Costa fight, he stopped Costa without even landing the strikes, just from his feints, just from his movement. Because every time Costa was gonna do something, Adesanya showed him that he was ready for that exact uh, technique, whatever it was that he was gonna do, and he was ready to catch him with it. And so it stopped Costa in his tracks. And and he couldn't do anything. So, you know, again, uh, Adesanya just just proves even more that it's hard to bet against him. And I I honestly don't I don't see anyone beating him right now in the division. Um, I think he's going to be there for a while. And uh, yeah, hats off to him for a great fight. And and hats off to Vittoria for giving him a great fight and and going for it. But at he did the best that he could have done in the situation. He's just not there yet. And uh, he's got to clean up. Uh, some of his style and and, and have a, a closer match maybe next time maybe in the future but getting another match with Adesanya is not going to be easy for him um, but he is a great fighter and and I was very impressed that he went out there and fought like he did and it wasn't just all talk he he, he 100% believed he was going to win the fight he 100% believed he was going to get him down and hold him and he went for it so hats off to Adesanya great win for him great card fantastic uh, from from top to bottom e- extremely entertaining. The Riddell Dober fight, just just to go back a little bit into the prelims, another outstanding fight. I mean, Dober was just dominating the beginning, and Riddell uh, just just came back and 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 was just showed such composure and resolve and and fortitude to just be so strong mentally and take all that dober had and then dish it right back with those just crisp technique punches with speed. So just a, just a great card. It's so it's so awesome to watch as a fan and it was great to do this recap. I hope you appreciated my opinion and, and my recap here. Let me know in the comments what you think. Um, I don't do a lot of recaps, but certain cards I want to do for you guys and then your feedback is going to tell me whether I should continue doing these or not. So let me know what you think. I'm putting out a lot of content. We've been averaging one interview. Uh, put out every 2.5 days. So I've been putting a lot of content out for you guys. So if you wanna support the show and you wanna help us out and, and and show my sponsors that, that we're, we're making a difference here, you go to manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, use code QUICK, you get 20% off and you get free shipping. I'll make it quick and easy. I won't blow this thing up with a big ad at the end, but manscaped.com, Code quick uh, support the show, and we got an online store coming up uh, in one week from now, where you can actually buy merch. We got some really cool designs. If you look at the Tyron Woodley podcast, we showed the shirt, the new the new Monkey podcast shirt. Um, it's it's really cool, so you guys can actually buy shirts from AK Thailand and from the podcast online, delivered via DHL anywhere in the world. Um, It's only gonna take like a week or so to get to you. Um, Thailand's usually notoriously hard for shipping, but we we figured it out and we got a nice account with DHL. So we're looking out for you guys that wanna support us and we appreciate it. Uh, We're growing, Uh, it's been a good year, a little over a year that we've been pushing hard on the podcast and we've noticed significant changes and we greatly appreciate it. So thank you for all the support and we will see you soon with another great podcast.